Hi there, friends of Squiggly. Ben Mitchell here, bringing you the second of our Cardiff Animation Festival podcast minisodes, in which we hear from some of the attending animation filmmakers who are part of the festival's official selection. Our second filmmaker brunch Q&A session went on a bit longer than the first, so I'll be splitting it into two podcasts. For this one, we'll be meeting a mix of five new and established talents, beginning with Dottie Coltis, who's currently travelling around the festival circuit with her film Hunchback in the Swan, adapted from the folktale by Taffy Thomas. Then Thomas White will elaborate on his University of South Wales BA graduation film Cretin, Israel-based Yoni Salmon was at the festival with Nigun, a 2D animated sci-fi short about, in his own words, something more than matter. Another University of South Wales grad, Elenia Cotado, will tell us about her MA film Lemon and Elderflower, a stop-motion story of sibling birds attempting to take flight. And Evgenia Gorbeva was there with I Want to Live in the Zoo, which was originally conceived as a children's book, but ultimately took shape as a short film. Ah, here we go. Hello everyone, welcome to the second of the Cardiff Animation Festival Filmmaker Q&As. We're very privileged to have a bunch of the filmmakers who are in competition at this year's edition with us today. And we're going to be learning a bit more about who they are and what they do in their films and all of that good stuff. If we start with everyone just introducing themselves and telling us what film they made, and then we'll go from there. Hello, my name is Evgenia Golubeva, and I made a film uh, called I Want to Live in the Zoo. It's in the kids' program today at 3 o'clock. Hi, I'm Elenia Cotardo, and I made uh, Lemon and Elderflower. Um, it will be screened today at 3 at the family short film. Uh, I'm Yoni Salmon. I created Nigun, uh, which is in shorts one, and I'm head of animation department at Minshar in Tel Aviv. Hello, I'm Tom. I made Cretan. It's in shorts six. Hello, I'm Dottie Coultis. Uh, I made The Hunchback and the Swan, and it's also going to be in the family shorts today at 3pm. So, uh, The Hunchback and the Swan, I guess it would be nice to hear a little bit about what actually led to the production of this film, um, what the circumstances were around it. The circumstances were I, I, I had just graduated at that time from the MA uh, animation at UWE in Bristol, and uh, I got approached by my course leader, Chris Webster, saying that Peter Lord from Ardman is looking for a director to, to, make, to, to, to direct a short animation for his friend Taffy Thomas, who is a storyteller. And of course I said yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's how it started. So uh, I, I met up with Peter, I met up with Taffy, and we talked about it. I was supposed to choose one, but I couldn't, so I chose two. Uh, so th- the way the film is structured actually has the second story kind of framing the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's how it happened. So uh, Taffy, were you familiar with him before this project? No, I wasn't whatsoever familiar with him, but when I got familiar with him, I absolutely fell in love with what he does. Mm -hmm. He is UK's first storytelling laureate, and he constantly collects stories from other storytellers and from wherever he goes, so he's got them all in his head. Mm -hmm. And he also has this magnificent coat, which, yep. if, yes, which if you, if, you, if you come see the film, you'll see, um, because it's in the film, um, where it, the, the coat has uh, images that 
if it's your birthday, uh, you get to pick an image and then he'll tell you a story, especially for you. So, yes, I wasn't familiar, but now that I am familiar, I'm a, I'm, I love his work. I love what he does. Hmm. Cool. So the style of the film is also quite interesting. Uh, it would be nice to hear about like, how your process worked for putting it together. Mm, oh, the process? Yeah. Well, I... Um, oh, it was a complicated process because I also worked with students at UWE. Mm. So I decided to follow the fact that it's a folktale, that it's a traditional folktale, and I just pick and chose things that I liked in many different folk traditions uh, from many different countries that I knew. Uh, I come originally from Poland, so that was the, the, the strongest influence, I would say, but uh, also a little bit of Czech influence, a little bit of Scandinavian influences there. Um, and I did the designs for The Hunchback and the Swan, and uh, um, an illustrator that I, I met at UWE, she did the designs for Truth and Story, which is the, the framing uh, story. And we worked with students from UE to, to, to just animate it. In, halfway through the, through the process, we managed to put together like a core team that stayed with us until the very end of the animators who actually really, really wanted to finish the film. And then we did it. And then we <laughs> finished it. <laughs> and it's done. <laughs> so now it's out there in the world. I gather you've been doing a bit of travelling to sort of accompany it. Yes, I've just came back from Egypt. <laughs> yes. So it, yes, it's been it's been to quite a few festivals now. Mm. It's it seems to be quite popular with children. So <laughs> yay, that's very good. Yeah, that that was the plan. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cool. So yes, Cretin. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the film. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Made very competently by your good self, Thomas. This was an interesting one. Maybe you could describe the premise of the film in your own words. Oh, um, the premise is about this little cretin who finds himself stuck on an island and just trying to get by, doing the best he can uh, with what's at his exposal, disposal, sorry, which is a vending machine and a pair of binoculars. So that's the, so that's the premise. And this is a student film? Yes, yes, student film. My... Uh, Third year at South Wales University, so my last year is what I've been. How did you find that course? Oh, it was, it was intense. Yeah. Like, lots to do, like you're jumping from, well, you're trying to juggle lots of projects at once, um, covering a lot of different aspects of animation, different softwares, uh, different types of projects. Good course, I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, got to do some collaboration through it, so that was always good fun. Excellent. So when it came to developing this story, then, were there a lot of sessions as far as like getting feedback, uh, developing it, or were you kind of, did you go away, come up with the story, and then yeah. present it? I was, <laughs> I was a bit, I was a bit hell bent on my story. I was, um, I was encouraged to remove the scene of the little bean character exploding and dying, but I decided to keep that in, and I felt that was a, that was a cool decision to keep in, sort of like the main part of it. The story itself came from a vending machine that was broken hmm. at university. My mate Daguva, he would always get a Fanta from it in the morning, and it was uh, it would speak. And over the course of the year, it gradually broke until the voice coming out. It was like, "Take your money, it will be three pound fifty." And so we got to a point where, what would it be like if there was a little creature living in that? And over the course of the summer, I just was like, I want to make this story about a little 
like a little gremlin that lives in the vending machine and that's his job. It's very similar to Terry Pratchett in his uh, Light Fantastic, like there's mm. a little creature that's inside the photo box. But he seems quite content. I like the idea of having it that he's stuck in there by not his own choice. Yeah. So you did stick with your guns then, keeping the certain sort of bleakness. Yeah, but I had to re I had to reiterate the story mm. so many times. I think I went six different animatics, and I went to um, the thing they used to do. What was that thing they would have um, on the Thursdays once a month at the coffee shop? Animation Grill. Animation Grill. That was that was fantastic. Animation Grill was amazing. I, like so many great people were there. I took it along with me. Uh, Joanna actually gave feedback on it as well. So you think I had? I brought it along. I got I got feedback from lots of people there, which was in the early days where I was trying to lay out landscapes and stuff. And I got some good plot people like that's a plot hole. That's a plot hole. That's a plot hole. <laughs> I was like, back I go. So yeah, that was a good point for it. Good. Good lots of eyes. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Very welcome. Hey. So, um, your film, uh, I'm curious about uh, the scene. In, uh, was it produced in Israel? Yeah, it was produced. And, yeah, totally independent. I mean, we got some money from uh, the lottery in oh. Israel. Uh, but, yeah, made, made it by ourselves. Is there a strong independent animation scene there? No, sadly, most of the films uh, in Israel, short films, are graduation films. Um, it's, uh, even in the world, it's not easy uh, to make money from uh, independent short films. Um, there's not a way to monetize uh, such uh, films. Uh, so, no, most mm. of them are graduation. So as far as your sort of personal path to independent animation, how did that come about? Yeah, well, uh, it's because I became an uh, animation teacher, uh-huh. head of department. Uh, for 10 years since I graduated, I haven't made a short film, and I started teaching it. And so I wondered, okay, I, I can't just teach things after 10 years of commercial stuff. And so I decided that it uh, was the right op- opportunity to make uh, my own film. It was on the shelf as a, as, a, as a thought for, for 10 years and as sketches in a notebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, two uh, unions in Israel, the Animation Union and the uh, Screen Writers Union, uh, they declared a competition uh, which demands uh, collaboration. And so I uh, got attached with uh, Alon Rotem and we made the film together. The design style, it struck me, seemed to have a very strong kind of graphic novel sensibility to it almost. Yeah. Is that something you kind of work with? Well, actually, um, Yaniv Torem, which was uh, uh, responsible for the art direction, most of it, it was very inspired by uh, um, Song of the Sea, as uh, most everyone in the world now, uh, inspired by this beautiful style. And, and yes, you know, it's, it's, it's an independent film. We want it, and it's, it's very personal. And mm. It's very uh, philosophical. We know it, it's not a mainstream uh, product. And that we wanted it to, to, to declare it mm. uh, as such. So is it, personal? Is it an original story, then, yours? The original story, um, well, it started with David Bowie, with a, a major tome, okay. the thought about floating in a tin can, literally. Uh, but it became a discussion about uh, be, being Jew, a Jew in space, how it's impossible to be a Jew in space, <laughs> uh, especially I'm an Orthodox Jew. And it seems like when, when you take, you know, when you take Israel, when you take a religion, when you take everything that about space and time, and you are 
uh, out of it. So you should start to ask questions about yourself. And uh, that that's, was the main idea. And we didn't know how to put it into plot and in conflict on other things, other things that screenwriters bring and animators uh, don't always uh, think about those things. And, uh, and that's how we made the story uh, to, to, uh, to be um, a way that the, the character goes through a journey. And so you mentioned like influences like Song of the Sea and stuff like that. In terms of the animation production, did you use similar kind of software processes? Was it like TV Paint or? Uh, yeah, we, we use TV Paint right. um, mainly because that's what we we know. Right. And and we did well. well I, we just discussed it before about um, the, the alternatives. And I think to, uh, TV Paint is, is still uh, the main software that keeps the hand the the handwriting unique yeah. and we don't see it in flash or in tune boom not not really yeah it certainly has an overall effect of quite high production values for oh, an independent film thank you, you know, it thank you. Yeah. Uh, well <laughs> it's in surprise because you know after uh, 10 years working in flash and suddenly going back to tv paint and making an ind independent film and uh, everything was new to all of us mm. and uh, uh, so so I'm, gl I'm glad you said that Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Elenia? Yes. Uh, lemon and elderflower. Yes. I guess, again, it'd be great to start with your sort of background and what kind of led you to animation and ultimately making this film. Yes. Um, well, that is a student project. Uh -huh. I studied here in Cardiff at the University of South Wales. Mm -hmm. And it was the graduation project for a master course. Before I studied in Italy, three years, um, mm -hmm. illustration and 2D animation. So actually, this one was my second stop-motion short film because I didn't study really stop-motion before. Right. It's a lovely style, the stop-motion, the, the puppets and everything. Is there any sort of particular influences on your art style? Uh, well, I looked a lot at illustration children uh, <coughs> book, mm -hmm. at the watercolor illustrations, and I had a look also at the, the Little Prince, okay. the stop-motion parts. Yeah. So I love the paper effect, the paper texture, and also for the visual effect, uh, like the smoke or the or the fire that are in the short film. Yeah. I had a look at Wes Anderson. That uh, <laughs> it's a good reference. Yeah. And with yeah. paper, it was it was also quite easy because it was just kind of making different balls yeah. and mm. then move them. Cool. So developing the story for this one, was this something that you kind of had in your mind beforehand or was it something you worked on as you were studying? No, I worked just on during my studying and mm. at the beginning I had a di completely different idea then suddenly I was, I had like the Eureka mm -hmm. and yeah, the, basically it's uh, a story based on the relationship between me and my brother. So mm. on one hand it was quite easy to develop because all the expressions of the characters and all the action is kind of real. Yeah, excellent. And so yeah, it definitely sort of feels like something that um, is a very sort of family-friendly film, something I'm sure kids would sort of enjoy aesthetically yes. as well. In terms of what you want to do next, now that that's f the film is done, mm -hmm. are you interested in like producing content for children, younger audiences, or TV, or...? Is it something, do you want to do something completely different next? Yeah, uh, well, actually now I'm thinking about going on with Lemon and Elderflower and trying to make a series on it. Right. 
that I think that it will be good also because there is no dialogue, so mm. it can go in any country. Really. Yeah, no dialogue is a godsend for like, <laughs> <laughs> children's IP. You know, yeah. people behind Sean the Sheep will tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, good luck. And thanks Thank very you. much. Thank you. I want to live in the zoo. Yep. A lovely <laughs> film. My understanding, predominantly up until sort of fairly recently, you were a writer and illustrator. Were you always an animator alongside that, or is that a more recent thing? Uh, yeah, uh, I graduated from university as a uh, as an animation director and writer, and I kind of um, I worked briefly on some TV productions as a director, and then kind of went into writing mostly. Um, and also illustration kind of came up uh, on the side as well. Uh, and I always wanted to make a short, another short film apart from the ones that I made uh, as my graduation films. And um, it kind of took me five years to come up with a story that I really like. And I made my first uh, short film, it was just two minutes, called I'm Not a Mouse. And then after this film, uh, which was seen by this animation studio called Sayuzmult Film in Russia, uh, they have fundings for short films, so they um, contacted me and asked me if I had any more ideas. And I, I and I just written a picture book called "I Want to Live in the Zoo" that I was pitching with my agency around the world, but unfortunately, didn't wasn't picked up by anyone <laughs> because they kept saying that it was the same year when uh, a giraffe was killed in I think in Copenhagen Zoo, and everyone was going on about it. And apparently, in publishing circles, everyone's like, "No, no, 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 no books about the zoo anymore." <laughs> And uh, and then I thought, but you know, picture book and um, short film they are quite similar in the in the shape in the shape of the story. So I just uh, rewritten it as a script and sent it there. And they said, yeah, let's make a film. So yeah, that's how it started. What I like about short films for kids because I work as a writer as a screenwriter for kids TV like stuff like Hey Doggy and um, Dig Be the Dragon. And the thing is, there are so many rules that you you, you can't like you can't show this, can't do this. Of course, because it's going to be screened. Uh, to the kids, you don't want to, them to repeat something and, at home and kind of kill, uh, damage themselves or anything like this. So, but in the filmmaking, you're kind of uh, a bit more allowed. So it's kind of there is uh, less rules, and it's quite nice to kind of uh, get out there with some something which is a bit more challenging and for the viewers as well. It does make an awful lot of sense that backstory because watching it, the thing that strikes me is oh this would be a perfect picture book. Like it, has this, <laughs> it works very well as a short film as well. If it, circumstances changed or the opportunity came along, would you be still up for a version of that as a book? Yeah, actually I uh, got in touch with an English publisher and uh, uh, sent them the link to the film and asked if they would like to, it as a picture book and they said yes. So um, yeah, next week I'm going to talk to them about it. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be a book as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you mentioned uh, you do writing um, for TV and there's a pretty much entirely for children's programming? Yes. <laughs> it's mostly for preschool and some uh, of the stuff I've written was like 6 plus and even 12 plus, but mostly preschool. That's a sort of discipline that I I'm, don't really have any kind of frame of reference for myself, but I imagine, is it something that you have to be very aware of what you write, like as far as the, the things kids will understand and concepts kids will grasp? Yeah, it's, it's a, what I like about it is very visual, because I, like, um, when I was studying in university, I, I really liked, like gags and visual humor, mm. and uh, I'm really into it, and uh, what I like about writing for kids, it's, it must be visual, so it's not only funny jokes in the dialogue, but it's also a lot of visual stuff, and I really enjoy writing uh, visual gags and things like mm. this. 
And so do you hope to do more of that for your own work in the future? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, just finished uh, with my husband Miles McLeod. <laughs> just finished writing another short film that will be about the witch and the baby, and it's going to be a little bit more dark. <laughs> but still, we're, it's, it's going to be uh, without words and just comedy. It's kind of it's more like six plus, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> cool. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff. And to learn more about their work, visit dottycultus.com. That's cultus with a K. thomaswhite231.wixsite.com slash tomwhite. yonisalmon.myportfolio.com behance.net slash ilecotado and evgeniagolbeva.wordpress.com that's spelled E-V-G-E-N-I-A-G-O-L-U-B-E-V-A dot wordpress dot com. To keep up to date with what the Cardiff Animation team are up to, such as their regular screening events, Cardiff Animation Nights, visit cardiffanimation.com. And while you're surfing this newfangled information superhighway, do swing by our site, squiggly.com, every once in a while. We're encouraged by attention. I'll be back with Minnesota 3 soon. Until then, you have yourselves a fabulous weekend, you hear? Good. Bye-bye. <laughs>